0: Hi, everyone. You're listening to In the Open, a podcast by Mental Health America, where we talk all things mental health related. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to In the Open. Uh, Today, I'm bringing back Kevin, our guest. In the last podcast, Kevin, you and I talked about what mental illness do I have? Yes. Today, we're going to talk about how many mental illnesses can one person have?
1: Yes. And the short answer is the limit does not exist. All
0: of them. (laughs) But let's start with just like, why do people ask this question?
1: Yeah. So I think it comes down to the emotions that it brings up when you receive a new diagnosis. So receiving one diagnosis brings up certain emotions. And then if you start getting diagnosed with more and more things getting a diagnosis can be like an empowering thing because it gives you a label, a way of like understanding your experiences. It connects you with other people who have the same experiences and that can be a good thing. But then there's also like stigma attached to it and you can start to identify too strongly with the label and start to think of yourself as like, Oh, I'm a depressed person instead of a person experiencing depression kind of thing. And when you pile on more and more diagnoses, like both the positives and the negatives can be amplified where like, you know, if if one diagnosis doesn't fully describe your experiences, then having multiple diagnoses can be helpful because it's like, oh, well, okay, now I have like multiple ways of thinking about my experiences, but it also gives you multiple names for you to call yourself.
0: I think one part of one of these issues is part of it is understanding your brain and that's like the labels and making sense of your world. But then the other part of it is this like medical system that we have that needs to give you a medical label so that it can prescribe you drugs.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I think we should talk a little bit about like what a diagnosis is and what it means. I think that kind of puts things into perspective because I think people are used to hearing medical diagnoses and people generally understand that for example, if you are diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, that's a specific disease process that we know how it works. We know that it's genetic. We know that it involves these enzymes. We know that it involves insulin. We know that we know exactly what the symptoms are. We know exactly what the cure, well, not the cure, but like the treatment for it is. And it's pretty well understood. And mental health diagnoses just aren't like that. There, I don't think there's a single mental illness, maybe maybe some, but I don't think there are really any where we know exactly what it is. What the cause <laughs> is for everyone. And or there's there's not one mental illness that I know of where every single person who has it is the same. Has it for the same reason yeah. or needs the same treatment or has the same experiences. We always talk about how mental illness is just like, you know, other types of physical illness, but it's it kind of is and it kind of isn't.
0: But it so it's I, I think it's most like um nerve illnesses
1: mm-hmm. Wait, like fibromyalgia
0: yeah where we all know that there are similar experiences but nobody can actually pinpoint or tell you exactly where fibromyalgia or arthritis comes from you know <laughs> You're
1: like, yeah or even like the common cold it's like we don't uh, i mean i guess if you really like got tested for which cold virus you have we could really pin that down but it's kind of just like yeah, sometimes you just get a little bit sick and you don't really know for sure why and you don't really get treatment for it. You just like chill out for
0: a couple days and then you feel better. So I think the most boring part is that label part for diagnostic reasons. So we probably can just clarify that for people and then move on to the more interesting thing, which is like, why does my brain have so many labels for all of its experiences? Like people can have more than one mental illness. For example, you can have depression, major depressive disorder, you can have anxiety. A lot of people are diagnosed with both major depression and generalized anxiety and ADHD. Right. I I would say I probably hear those three most common together. But some diagnoses replace others, meaning you can't have major depression and bipolar disorder It's kind of either or because once you have a manic episode, then it's like, oh, your brain does that thing where you're up and you're down and that's indicative of bipolar disorder. Right. Or then when you add psychosis, then you're like, okay, what do you have? Do you have schizophrenia or do you have schizoaffective disorder? Meaning I just experience voices and other worldly experiences or I also experience those and I have mood changes, which is the schizoaffective side. And then things get really complicated. Mm-hmm. And that's where your label is important and that's where it's important to be empowered and basically ask like okay, what diagnosis have you given me and try to make sense of from that way, but like what's your what's your personal experience with your diagnosis?
1: Um, yeah, so I was first diagnosed with depression because that's like an easy thing to just be like, oh, this kid's depressed, I guess. Like <laughs> Um, I talked about this a little bit, but I discovered what generalized anxiety was in high school and immediately recognized that I had it. It was probably a while before a therapist ever actually sat down and was like, yes, you fit this diagnosis, but I just knew. And then since then there, I've, I've seen a lot of different mental health professionals. So I've seen multiple therapists either because I moved or because my insurance changed or whatever. So I've seen a lot of different therapists, I've seen a lot of different psychiatrists, or like psychiatric nurse practitioners, physicians, assistants, whatever people who specialize in mental health meds. And each one of those professionals has like a slightly different view of like, should they even use a diagnosis? Is a diagnosis useful? Like some therapists will be like, you have this condition and other people will be like, oh, is it useful for you to think of yourself as having this label? And if so, why? And some therapists even think that if you use a diagnostic label, that that itself is like a mental health problem and that you should be able to think about your problems outside of the diagnosis. That's like a very like psychoanalysis old school thing.
0: Yeah. Well, how do you feel? Let's say that was really awesome. I really appreciated the journey which which i think on several podcasts where you've been a guest we've talked about your journey towards finding mm-hmm. like what you have but n- now where we're like well when somebody's like well how many mental illnesses can i have do you think about mm-hmm. your diagnosis in the context of the label you've been given by the medical community at all like is that important to you
1: yes but i have a very like fluid relationship with it so depression anxiety have kind of always been there like I've, like as soon as i knew that was a possibility. I knew that I had those. But then there have been other things like, for example, I once met with a nurse practitioner who is helping me with my medications. And she was like, it sounds like you might have OCD. And it sounds like you have PTSD. And you might have like, just kind of going like shotgun diagnosing me with a bunch of different things. And it's like, okay, do I have PTSD? Well, I don't think I fit the classical definition of PTSD, I'm maybe complex PTSD, but it's kind of like, is it useful for me to adopt that label on top of the anxiety label? Because like, really, you can consider PTSD a type of anxiety and sort of just like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: well, I have anxiety because I went through trauma. And so in that sense, yes, the PTSD label is useful complex PTSD has to do with childhood trauma. So the fact that the trauma experience was in my childhood, like, (laughs) that's kind of useful. But then it's like, it's like, sometimes it's useful. And sometimes it isn't, you know? Yeah. Um, And then the OCD thing is like, I definitely don't have that. But there are like, times when I will have an obsessive thought, and it, it sticks with me, or I'll do something slightly compulsive. And so like, that's where you get into, mental health conditions aren't like black and white, they're spectrum. So like there's the OCD spectrum where if you have it really severely, then you're like checking the lock 17 times before you leave the house. And it gets to the point where you like can't even function because it's taking up so much of your time. Whereas there's a lot of people who will have like some really minor, like they don't step on sidewalk cracks if they're paying attention, but like that doesn't really affect their life kind of thing. And it's like, that's sort of OCD spectrum, but using that label and applying like classical OCD treatment to overcome that problem is maybe not what that person actually needs.
0: Yeah. I love that you brought up the spectrum because I do think thinking about mental illnesses as a spectrum does help us find the outfit that feels right. Mm -hmm. For me, the label is so important when it feels right. And having the identity gives you more guidance or insight about what's going on that feels good because then you can do something about it and it feels right. To me, that's the side of the mental illness that I can have that is more interesting. It's like, it's not medical related. It's not about my diagnosis per se. It's like, how do I understand myself and the way my brain works?
1: Yeah, it's like, how does the diagnosis serve you in your personal recovery and your personal growth not like how do you fit yourself into a box it's like is this box useful maybe it's useful for a little while and then it's like (laughs) you know maybe you don't have it anymore or maybe you have a a better way of describing what you're experiencing than you did before and so your your diagnosis changes
0: when you feel super chaotic, <laughs> this is, when you still feel it feels super chaotic in your life, and maybe this is like when I'm in the middle of an episode or something, the question of like, what mental illness do I have? Do you ever go to like, I just have all of them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I've, I've had those moments. I'm still sometimes just like, I don't even know what's wrong with me. Like, I I guess I've been diagnosed, but like, I don't know, we behave in really strange ways. And like, maybe it's a response to anxiety. But like, it doesn't look like somebody else's anxiety.
0: You know? Yeah. It's
1: Like, does does the label anxiety really describe my experience?
0: Yeah. Sometimes that brings me comfort. Just be like, I don't know. Just like, have everything but sometimes like staying in that space where you're just like ah is also not great because you're like no dummy slow down go back to your thing where you know you need to like slow the process down label what's going on for you (laughs) so you can kind of control it um yeah it's like like that's like the existential crap where you're like ah you know Sorry, yeah. I know we both, I don't, I see that I don't have ADHD, but I have ADHD tendencies. That's what I would say. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I can have an ADHD moment, but I don't feel like I have ADHD. But when you and I hang out together, it's like our ADHD like <laughs> energy.
1: <laughs> feeds off each other.
0: Feeds off each other. Yeah.
1: And, and that, I think that's something that like non-Western cultures understand a lot better than we do that like American culture is so individualistic that we're like I have a personality that's constant in every situation and I'm always the same person no matter what situation I'm in and other cultures kind of see it more as like your personality and who you are is in the context of some role
0: and dynamic. So, like, I might yeah.
1: yeah so I might feel more anxious in certain contexts and exhibit symptoms of anxiety, and maybe in a different context, it's not a problem. Or like, you might call it ADHD when you're having trouble at school, but then there's also sometimes, you know, positive sides to something. And I think the ADHD community does this really well, where they're like, okay, there's a lot of problems with having ADHD, but there's also like this superpower of hyperfocus. And so, yeah, if you're like playing music with a bunch of people and you're, you know, like things are changing and you're coming up with new creative ideas all the time, like that can be a really good thing. And so it, in that case, you're seen as more like, oh, this is just a really creative, energetic person. Yes. Whereas in the school setting, it's like, oh, you're like lazy and You're bad because you can't focus. And yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's so true. And this is where labels really screw up because I think for like American culture and mental illness, what you just said really resonates. Like I think that part of what I love – when I'm talking to you is that if you labeled it ADHD, like, oh, I had ADHD tendencies. What you also highlighted for me was that in other times of our life together as workers, people all have also labeled you and me as like non-linear thinkers. Oh, really? Like people who can sometimes hold too many thoughts in our head at one time and go there very fast. So that's why I love sometimes talking to you because we'll be like – blah blah like 15 minute directions you know but it makes us like really creative and like have really a fun time talking and that's a strength like I wouldn't label that ADHD you know but when you're like oh but in the context of school like when you and I have to work on a project
1: yeah (laughs) and execute it (laughs) from beginning to end and I need to just
0: just, crank something out
1: that doesn't (laughs) need to be perfect that's like where I'm at my worst.
0: Yeah. It's like, and is that like a mental illness or is the thing with us? It's like labels or is it just like, this is how my brain works. And if this is how my brain works, I can also find contexts in work that resonate with my brain. Like it vibes with the way my brain works best or I'm working in a job where I'm working against the way that my brain works best.
1: Oh, yeah, that kind of just highlights to me the difference between the nature of how different mental health conditions work, because something like, like depression, there's not a lot of upsides to being depressed, I would say, like, on the one hand, having gone through that makes you more compassionate for other people who are depressed. And like, there's some, you know, evidence that people who are depressed, like think more realistically and make more accurate predictions about the future, which is kind of a depressing thought, actually, but it's kind of just like if you if you have depression, you probably just want to feel better and not be depressed. Like that's kind of. Yeah,
0: 100 percent. Whereas if you have ADHD,
1: <laughs> it's not necessarily like your disorder is in the name. Right. But it's just that your brain works a different way. And that has strengths in some situations and weaknesses in other situations.
0: OK, that's interesting. Like I have to ask if there's some parts of my depression that I wouldn't want to lose. And that's hard because I'm like, as someone who struggles with anxiety and depression, like, you know, how when you have anxiety, you're always just really up. Like, I feel like I'm constantly going to have a heart attack. Like, I'm pretty sure <laughs> I might just have a heart attack because I've been stressing out my heart so much that maybe I'm two steps away from dying. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, I think my anxiety so- is not
1: always like that, but definitely sometimes it is okay so
0: when i'm depressed i have that period right before a depressed episode where the depressive symptoms before i fall into despair changes the psych the the physiological experiences of my heart and i don't feel that pressure Mm -hmm. of the anxiety anymore and that middle spot is like the sweet spot Sorry, y'all, I have construction in the background. We're just gonna we're just gonna roll with it because it's COVID. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's not it's not too bad. I can hear it now, but it's not too bad.
0: I mean, the answer is you can have many mental illnesses, but these are the different ways that, you know, I think a lot of mental illnesses manifest themselves. Yeah. Like the most important thing is trying to figure out how it fits into the scheme of your life and, and your identity.
1: Yeah. There's one more thing that I did want to talk about, and that's like the domino effect. Where one mental illness can cause another one or like Mm -hmm. one diagnosis can be like a symptom of another. So when I first went to get tested for ADHD, like they were hesitant to treat me for it because they were like, well, based on this testing that we've done, it looks like you're probably having trouble concentrating just because you're anxious all the time. So you just need to treat your anxiety and then your ADHD will go away. Hmm. which is probably true for some people. I don't think it's true for me. I think that, like, as time has gone on, it's been sort of the reverse, at least some of the time, where my inability to concentrate makes me, like awkward in social situations sometimes because I'm like not really paying attention to what's going on and then like somebody asks me a question and I'm like I don't know what's happening <laughs> and it makes me feel self-conscious about work and like it makes me feel stupid sometimes so that all gives me reasons to be anxious and it's like well I'm anxious cuz I can't meet deadlines and I can't get work done and I like I'm having difficulty with this so it's kind of like do I have both of those things and whether i do or don't like is one of them causing the other and like do you treat both at the same time or do you treat mm-hmm. one and then that resolves the other one and i i think that that there's no like solid answer to that
0: okay i draw from that that there's there's interconnections in your symptoms and right. experiences yeah. so the domino effect that resonates with me is that one thing getting bad can impact something else like Sleep, like insomnia mm-hmm. or oversleeping is a symptom of multiple conditions. And like when you struggle with sleep, you can have if I struggle with sleep, I can have increased paranoia. I can have more intrusive thoughts. yeah, it it does also remind me, which I think is useful for community to know about the R doc when I learned about, the National Institutes of Mental Health, like they're wonderful scientists who are str- trying to make sense of the brain. They don't like the diagnosis criteria. They don't like the diagnostic criteria. They're like, no, you can't think about your brain in the context of like depression, anxiety. Like the way you need to think about them are in the ways the brain functions. Basically, your brain functions by helping you um, think, regulate your sleep, regulate your social environment, regulate pleasure and threats and all of those things exist on a spectrum at different levels and different contexts and it also probably responds to your environment right like age and life experience or whatever that was also really cool
1: yeah i think that there are definitely people in the mental health community that are thinking about things differently i think that a lot of therapists do and i think that's why a lot of therapists either don't bother to give diagnoses, or like I said, some will even push back against it and be like, why do you feel the need to label yourself in that way? Um, So I think that practitioners have been doing it for a long time. And I'm glad that researchers are kind of like, starting to explore other ways of thinking about mental health. It's really easy to just tally up the number of mental illnesses that you have, or somebody has told you that you have, And and then you have like a number and you're like, okay, well, I have seven mental illnesses. So I'm seven times more (laughs) mentally ill than this other person who just has depression. But then it's like one person could be severely depressed to the point of being suicidal. And another person could have like really minor like ADHD spectrum tendencies and OCD spectrum tendencies and gets panic attacks like once every four months or something. And it's like maybe this person has multiple mental illnesses, technically, but you can't compare things that way. Like, you can't just say, I have more mental illnesses, therefore, I'm more broken, or I'm more sick, or whatever. And whether you're using that as, like, a negative thing to kind of, like, beat yourself up, or, like, you're using that as, like, the way to identify yourself, you're like, I have all these mental illnesses, and that's who I am. I I think that you can't use labels and numbers to compare your experiences with other people's. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which is what I think those labeling processes do for us, right? It, it it pushes you into that dynamic and which is so unhealthy. So maybe if you're going that way, just take a pause and ask yourself, is this really the best way to do that? You know, I think that's nice. Let's share final thoughts. Like if a doctor comes at you and is like telling you certainly like, I know for sure you have X, like. That person is not being with you in this space, right? And like helping you work through the complexity of the label and the meaning and the way this works in your life and how that that is. So if you're seeking answers and you're like, how many mental illnesses can I have or do I have or what is for me? Like maybe the answer is that you're not going to have an answer, but what you're looking for is stability or security, safety, meaning, and this process is messy, But it's okay that it's messy because what we're doing is like self-discovery. Yeah. Let's go on that journey. It's going to be okay. You will find safety, but it's probably not going to be in like these ways that you hear about in like books or I don't know when people are putting labels on stuff. Right. That's my final thought.
1: Yeah. My final thought I think is just to kind of restate that. A diagnosis is a tool and it is there to serve a purpose. And that purpose is to help you understand what you're going through and to get access to treatment for it, whether that's like medical treatment or whether it's like getting on ADHD, TikTok and seeing all these videos of people that you relate to and being like, oh, this person does this thing and that really helps them. And I've never been diagnosed with ADHD, but I sure identify with that. And that solution works for me, too. So. Yeah, it's just, it's a tool. And to the extent that it helps you understand your experiences and helps you recover, it's a good thing. And to the extent that it makes you feel bad about yourself and is confusing to you or like closes off doors or makes you feel isolated from other people, that's where the diagnosis is not as useful. And just remember to keep in mind that the goal is recovery. It's, personal growth maintaining yourself and your mental health and anything that serves that and helps you move in that direction is something to focus on and so anything that like is distracting from that is not as useful
0: really great i love it all right uh this is cool because this could have been like a really academic (laughs) conversation but i feel like we we like pulled back some layers yeah I think it's I think so. it's
1: good to like start by focusing on the emotions involved and like the stories and experiences that you have you know like what yeah when somebody's asking how many mental illnesses can one person have like what they're really asking is like am I out of my mind because <laughs> I've been t- like am I just like hopeless is there just no hope for me because I've been diagnosed with 14 different things yeah they're Dealing with the emotion that comes from having all those labels, not the, like, intellectual curiosity necessarily about, like, what is the limit to the number of, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Kevin. We are having you all around more often. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be fun. Um, We always say, people, keep on fighting in the open. And we'll see you next time.
1: Bye.